Hey guys, it's Alfredo. This is Brian. And this is Film Purgatory. So thank you guys so much for joining us this week. This week we're going into the superhero realm once more. Love it. Talking about X-Men. Mutants among us. That's a Wolverine claw is coming out. That's a level two sound effect. I liked it. So the X-Men franchise is a pretty long one. Talking about 13 movies involved in this franchise. Is that a is that a record for the most movies in a franchise? I believe it's tied. I think the Michael Myers Halloween franchise had also had 13, didn't it? And I believe Jason is somewhere around that number. Friday the 13th. So maybe it might be a record or tied for first place, but it's up there. Mm-hmm. It's definitely top two, top three. That's a lot of movies in the franchise. One of the highest grossing superhero film franchises in cinematic history. I mean, with 13 films, you would imagine why. But a lot of that has to do with one certain member that we're going to talk about a little bit later that's involved in this franchise that is also a fan favorite. X-Men was started in 1963. It was a comic, and it had a lot of parallels to the civil rights movement. As far as the cinematic universe, the X-Men was going to be made earlier than the 2000s, around the 80s, uh, by Orion. You remember those old films, Orion? O-R-I-O-N. Yeah. Orion. Yeah, yeah. I do remember that. So they were going to make a film. They were going to make a movie before X-Men 2000 came along. It just didn't pan through. It happens. Oh, well. Yeah. But, long story short, X-Men was made in 2000 and directed by Brian Singer. He actually took the role dropped it, read the comics, and then changed his mind, came back as a director. That's for, for, fortunate for us. Yeah. We're talking about 2000. This was uh, prior to the whole superhero phase that we have nowadays with Marvel. Yep. This is pre-Marvel, I believe. Fox still pre, owned the rights. Pre-MCU. Yeah. So it's definitely, it was more of a risk to make these kind of movies. Right. It was more of a, I guess, a, a reach Rather, now it's kind of like you're jumping on the bandwagon. Kevin Feige was actually a producer in uh, the first X-Men. Because I'm sure he learned a lot. Yeah. About what works and what doesn't. So X-Men 1 in 2000. This movie was great. It started everything off. And you get the origins of of a lot of characters. You get uh, Magneto's origin. Starting off with the the concentration camp. Right. The Holocaust. The... That's tough. Yeah, that, that was pretty <laughs> tough. But you know what? Brian Singer actually added that to add a lot of realism to the to the franchise, which is great. It was it was a genius thought. It was a genius idea uh, because he succeeded. Yeah. You understand why he does. The, He's the a human. Yeah. Mutant. Exactly. Wolverine. You know, this is previously to actually him joining a team. He's kind of a loner, trying to figure out who he was because he has no memory of what what happened to him. You know, it is what it is. The characters really... Oh, fantastic. Were really great. Design, fantastic. The design was good. The The effects were good. The effects were the great. was great. Oh, I loved it. The casting. Casting was phenomenal. Casting. So you, you have big names. Hugh Jackman, uh, Anna Paquin, Halle Berry, obviously, Ian McKellen, Patrick Stewart, Re- Rebecca Roman. There's a J in there. Sorry, Rebecca. <laughs> so you have a great cast, played great characters, great superheroes. I think what really speaks to me would be the simplicity of the X-Men. I remember reading uh, a while back, Stan Lee created the X-Men because he just didn't want to create an origin story for every single superhero out there like he did with Spider-Man or Bruce Banner 
or any of the other heroes. The X-Men were just mutants. They were just born this way. Very simple. There's no explanation, no explanation behind man. it. It's just they were just like this. They were just born this way. You get a power and you're happy with it. Of course. You know, we saw this as a kid. Obviously, the different generations are listening to the episode. But we saw this as a kid. We didn't really care about what was happening, the politics of, of what was going on. None at all. But we just like the action. We just like yeah, the, yeah. That's all we we were interested. The in. characters, you know. We can appreciate the the deeper story nowadays. Um, sorry, not nowadays, but now that we're older, I mean. Uh, but as kids, even if that's all you're interested in as adults, the action is good enough. The characters are good enough to carry the movie. Specifically, you know, Wolverine, uh, Magneto. X Men Two was was also great. You have a lot of characters that were introduced in this one. That weren't necessarily mentioned in the first one. Mm-hmm. I remember Iceman was put into this one. Pyro. Pyro was put into this one. Uh, a lot of different villains, uh, antagonists, a lot of different heroes. Gene had a bigger role. That's one thing about the second movie that stood out to me was the story. I think that's why it's my favorite. Mm-hmm. The journey they go to, you know, to eventually find this guy who is, you know, experimenting and who's the one who made Logan, really. Right. And because at the time, remember, Logan actually did not have uh, memory. Right. So he was still trying to figure out himself. It was very mysterious. And eventually we find him fighting like a, a, a souped up version of himself, but as a woman. You know, she has yeah. the claws everywhere. Yeah, Maria. <laughs> so she has the claws everywhere. And, uh, you know, it was a pretty cool fight. They, you see how they're made, how the adamantium is poured in and all that. Uh, he comes to terms with who he is, where he's from, you know, all that stuff. He builds his memory little by little. And we have the death of Jean Grey. Mm-hmm. And we see that the outline of phoenix that was cool as hell that was cool that was really cool and then you get x-men last stand which was which is also cool it had even more characters that you you really enjoyed juggernaut was introduced in this one i'm the juggernaut bitch archangel was in, in this one yeah at, at least you know well, i thought he was just in this one i think he's just angel yeah he's yeah. barely he's yeah, irrelevant he's, barely. <laughs> he's just he's, there he's brushed into yeah. there you know so it, it's it's nice you know you get a lot of these characters introduced you know that that's what really sold these characters. You know when you when you were a kid, uh, everyone had their favorite mutant. Everyone had their favorite character, whether it be Cyclops, whether it be Wolverine. Who was uh, yours? You could pick any of the three movies, but it got to be from the main team. A favorite protagonist and a favorite antagonist. From okay, protagonist. I like that. I like that. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Nightcrawler. Nice. Bam. Nice. Boom. Like antagonist. That. Mystique. Oof. So you you all about that blue. You weird. You got a weird Ooh. fetish. That's right. right. Blue man. I don't like that. I'm telling your future wife, you weird as shit. What about you? What, what you got? All right. So easily favorite protagonist is Iceman. As a kid, the Iceman was ice cold. The man was nice with it. I have to admit, I always thought being like controlling ice and shit, that was the coolest thing in the world. And I like the cold. So maybe that had something to do with it. But the Iceman, you know what I'm saying? He, he was willing to sacrifice his health he was willing to forget about everything for his girl he was like nah he's a simp a little bit nah I don't know he's a little bit of a simp you chose with a simp it's okay hey but you know what at least I'm not a simp so it's okay I'll support he's the only simp I ever supported Mm. you know what I'm saying but he's not really a simp because she was willing to give up her powers Mm. to be with him she got the shot remember Yeah. she got the shot talking about Rogue Rogue correct played by Anna Packer I don't even know if I'm saying her last name correct, but sorry, Anna. We're gonna about pretend that I am. Um, and I remember they were happy together. So it's not a sin. In the end, she put in that effort. She gave up something. She sacrificed something for him. He denied her. 
for getting that that shot. He was like, oh shit, you know. And that's what really ties into the whole, you know, civil rights movement. I love you for who you are. Okay, so regardless, she was willing to do it though. So he's not a simp. Okay, regardless. That was my favorite protagonist. The dude is nice with it. I love the the scene in the third movie when he goes full ice mode and he oh, just yeah. converts to a solid ice. You should stay. That was sick. Yeah, you should stay. All right, that was a nice line. And my favorite antagonist. She was irrelevant. I mean, she wasn't really involved much. But for some reason, I thought it was super cool. It was this villain. I'm sorry, this antagonist who was helping out Magneto. Her name was Shockwave. And she had directed attacks that were very wide in range, uh-huh. so she was affected from ra- from far away. And she would just take her gloves off and go. She'd clap, and a Dang. full shockwave would just, you know, break windows, knock everybody down, make cars blow up almost, depending on, on the power of the wave. But it was cool. Nice. Like, I thought she was cool as hell. She looked mean. She had a nice little design. So I don't know. For, for, for some reason, it always stuck in my head that that, that villain that attacked. I don't imagine her having a clap on, you know, one of those light things. Yeah, she'd have to buy Just one every day. <laughs> Replace it constantly. <laughs> the following movie would be X-Men Origins Wolverine, which is a whole... Out of, out of origin the, story. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it was supposed to be an origin franchise along, you know, several different characters. You know, Origins Cyclops, Origins Gene. For the longest time, they were planning the Origins movie for... You'll remember his name, the card guy, the magician guy. Uh, Gambit. Gambit. They were, for the longest yeah, time, they I had remember. Channing Tatum cast it. For the longest. Yeah. I've said that too many times. <laughs> and I don't know, just eventually they gave up and they're like, bro, it's been too long, too many issues. And they, they, they cried. What is it called? They, they scrapped it. They scrapped it. I think a lot of that had to do with the success that, or rather the failure that X-Men Origins Wolverine had. Because you mm-hmm. think about it, Wolverine has to be one of uh, X-Men's most famous characters out there. Aside from maybe Magneto. I'd say he's the most loved. He's the most, yeah, he's the most loved. Fan favorite. Um, So if X-Men Wolverine didn't have success, what chance does any other character who people don't know have? And that's a great point you make, yet they were still willing to scrap their version of Weapon X, which is Deadpool, and create a Deadpool movie. Right. So I find that really funny you said that. They said, we're not going to try again with the origins, Mm. except for Deadpool. And because they, they did, they did go into his origins in the first movie, right? But they completely went away from their yeah. X Men vibe. They gave the movie the rated R rating, as it should be. Yeah, it should be. I'm happy about that. And they went ahead, they went ahead with that, but they scrapped the origins anthology that they were going for, whatever you want to call it. Um, origins is not worth watching. Let's just put that out there. I did like Gambit in there. That's that was his first introduction. Gambit was supposed to be introduced in the Last Stand, but they just kind of like. They went away, away from, from that idea. I'm fine with and that. included him in the X Men Origins, which is great. You know, I, I liked the I liked his character. Uh, his character was played by Taylor Kitsch. Kitsch. Sorry, Taylor. But um, I liked it. I liked his design. A lot of things from X Men Origins were bad. A lot of effects were bad. But I feel like a lot of the characters were cool. That's what X Men I think was always done well. Right. Because I think his brother, what is Wolverine's brother's name in the his, his superhero name? Sabretooth. Sabretooth. That was great. Yeah, I liked he was it. cool. He the was nails cool. looked a little funky, but right. I liked this character. Um, yeah, he's played by Lee Schreiber. Yeah. He bulked up for that movie too. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I liked him as a as a, as a cast. I liked him casted as that character. However, the entire movie could be summed up by what I said previously the horrible Weapon X that's kind of how people remember that yeah. movie 
because they had a couple like you said they did have a couple characters but who cares you know and, and even the emotional aspect didn't even hit as much as let's say Logan because there was some tragedy there was, there was some emotional scenes in this right. movie but it didn't hit the same it's just nothing about the movie really clicked I don't right. think they, they built it well I guess is a, good, is a good way to put it but following Origins I think they scrapped that and they went ahead and made just a Wolverine movie well, yeah, we can get into Wolverine. Um, that's not the movie that directly succeeded from that one. Uh, it didn't follow it. Oh, directly. chronologically. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. But let's talk about Wolverine real quick. Uh, Wolverine was almost like a, not necessarily an origin story, but like a different story. It was like a side quest for, for Logan. It was a standalone film for Logan, the Wolverine, becoming the Wolverine. Not I don't know. He already had his power. That Coming story. to terms with who he was, I guess. Would you say, would you agree? Coming to terms with who he is and accepting his his, his power or his whatever it is. His yeah, claws. yeah, you can, you can say that. I would say that this movie lacked a lot of what its preceding movies did uh, have plenty of. And would be the cool characters like we did mention. You know, in this movie, to me, the antagonist wasn't all that great. It was not. Um, you're limited to very, pretty much Wolverine by himself. Which isn't a bad thing. You know, Hugh Jackman just kills it like he, he always does. Um, as usual. But uh, it just wasn't event, as eventful as, as preceding movies. But um, it was still a decent movie to watch. Uh, definitely just to, just to, just because it's Wolverine, I would watch it. But, uh, I mean, the effects were good. The story wasn't all that. Yeah, effects are usually good, but because of the lack of a good antagonist, which is what we're used to mm-hmm. in the X-Men movies... Uh, and the lack of a good story for me, I wouldn't even recommend. I think you're higher on that movie than I am. To to me, the movie is very forgettable. That mm. it didn't do not didn't do much for me aside from Hugh Jackman and, right. and Wolverine, what which is exactly the title of the movie. <laughs> what I did like, and maybe the the only gem from this movie was that uh, it was hinted. I think it was a deleted scene or, or a cut scene. Uh, Wolverine actually coming into contact with his original Wolverine costume. You know, obviously he didn't put it on. Um, it was given to him, and he looked at it, and we see, you know, his Wolverine costume, his Wolverine mask in specific. The, the yellow, the yellow classic Wolverine mask. And he didn't like it. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he liked it. He didn't, he didn't wear it. So he just kind of brushed it off. But um, that was a little, little nod to the origins of. Yeah, paying homage to the yeah, origins. I like nice. that. I, I can appreciate that. Definitely. But following, or not, not necessarily following, but the next X Men franchise or the next film series of X Men be the most recent ones starting off with first class i'm high on this movie this movie was pretty good this was a x-men first class days of futures past apocalypse and dark phoenix now first class started off and that was in 2011 i enjoyed this movie i enjoyed this movie a lot of people didn't um again cool characters fantastic characters and well casted well that's again and and we i know we've mentioned this it's almost like a theme when it comes to nice, good characters, well-written characters, you have to cast them. And when you do, it's almost like you strike gold. Right. Because, man, I really enjoy these characters. James, I mean, let's talk about the cast real quick. James McAvoy, just to start off. Sophie Turner. Uh, Michael Fassbender. Fassbender. Um, Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Kevin Bacon's the antagonist on this one. Very well casted and very well played. Fantastic characters, fantastic abilities. And I got to say, it's... The writing itself wasn't that bad. I like the plot of it. I like the. I love the plot. The the ultimate goal, you know, it it, it was pretty good. I, I liked it, and it ties again, once again, ties back into the 
the civil rights movement, the segregation, the discrimination against these different uh, yep. species. Uh, it shows how Magneto went went, went bad. Right. It shows how Doctor Xavier became handicapped. It, right. it gave a little bit of a, of an origin while establishing, you know, just a good story in and of itself, right? right. In, in the movie, I enjoyed it. It had to do with the Cuban Missile Crisis, all that. It was good. I enjoyed a, it. A proper origin story. A, Completely agree. Compared to the X Men Origins, right? Uh, yes. But yeah, I did like the, the historical aspect of the Titans. Definitely. It's very, very good. Although the timeline doesn't necessarily make sense as you go along these films, but if you're really paying attention to this, then yeah, fuck you. you know, but even if the timeline doesn't make sense, we're going to have to go into the next movie. Because mm. this is where I'm going to catch heat. Oh. And I've caught heat before, but I'll, I'll take more heat. I don't care. No, I'd agree with you on this heat. Oh, you agree with me? Yeah, Days of Futures Past. I hated Days of Futures Past. That bad. story was so terrible. So with a capital T. Here's the thing: when you get into time travel, it's very tricky to do. Very few franchises successfully get through the time travel aspect, uh, whether it be the the paradoxes or, or the time continuum. It doesn't matter. It's very hard to do successfully, and I don't think Days of Future Past did very well. Um, basically, they send Logan back in time to try to change something because. The mutants nowadays in the current timeline, they're in danger. And the Sentinels were out to get them. The Sentinels were out to get them, and this stemmed from, you know, something that happened during the 60s or yeah. 70s, I'm not really sure. And, and you have to change the timeline. And I think what bothered me the most out of that is that basically, you know, after the mission was a success, Wolverine came back, everything was back to normal. Basically, what they just told me is those first three movies, the original three, Scrap. the ones that we, we grew up with, the ones that we mentioned, that we loved. Scrap. Yeah, forget all of that. Mean shit. It we don't care. Anything. We don't care how We're you feel. We're rewriting everything. Yeah. Just slap my face. It's a slap in the face. Yeah. I don't care. It's cheap. Really annoying. It's cheap and disrespectful to your fans. Yeah. I don't care how good that individual movie because of effects, because it had good actors again and whatever. The story was so bad. I hated that. It just felt very cheap. I don't know. It just felt like a whole waste. Like, why, why am I going to watch all these movies? Like, why would I tell somebody, hey, go and watch X1, X2, X3, watch uh, uh, Origins, watch everything. Oh, and by the way, the next one, it go, it's going to completely erase that in a con- you know, canonically. Like, the, it doesn't exist no more. Right. Canon. Canonically, you know. Right. Canon. Uh, I don't know. I just, I get irritated just you talking about it. I, this movie, I hate. Other people love. I thought it was terrible. The one thing I would give this movie that it gave us Quicksilver and I enjoy this Quicksilver Quicksilver was nice he was played by Evan Peters and he's funny he's a funny guy um, I don't know if Quicksilver is supposed to be funny I don't know if that was just his character his, his little little spin on, on the character but uh, I enjoyed his character he was a great comedic relief to the to the whole movie and um, I enjoyed his powers which is something that you know X-Men has always done well oh, once again they hit they strike gold the character's done well, the design as well, the personality, and the casting. Right. Another great character. A fan favorite, really. People love Quicksilver. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. Uh, not to be confused with Marvel's Quicksilver, they actually made a deal in which, you know, they couldn't mention each other. I don't think they're in the same universe, but they just couldn't mention each other. But yet, they could still use each other's name, because we do have a Quicksilver in the MCU, but yeah. whatever. But uh, that would be the only silver lining I find in, in that movie in particular. But aside from that, I'm very dissatisfied with that movie. Yeah. Uh, I would say that the it, 
the film was bested by its uh, following movie, the Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed Apocalypse. And it's funny because a lot of people don't. It got yeah. a lot of hate, and I don't understand why. We got to see the team come together: a young Cyclops, a young uh, Mystique, right? A young Beast. Oh yeah. And we even got introduced to Archangel, was or it? or just yeah, that's Angel. Right. He was a uh, he was um, a villain. horseman. Yeah, he was a, one, one of the four, four horsemen. Horseman. Right. I don't know. I had no problem uh, seeing Olivia. Um, Munn. Olivia Munn. Man, she was great. Yeah, she she looked good. good. Oscar Isaac was uh, Apocalypse. She's a low-key hottie in Hollywood. Yeah, I think so. But another movie that was well casted, in my opinion, uh, like you mentioned before, the team came together. This is their first real big bad. I, I don't consider Days of Features Past uh, a really big bad. And aside from that fact, the team wasn't really together to fight, you know. Agreed, agreed. The, the main villain. So this is the first time this team really got together to fight this big bad guy, Apocalypse, who, not to mention, that guy, that guy's a badass. Super OP. God, he's a god in all he's a god you know, in this universe. So they came together. Um, An ancient god that was stored away by the Egyptians, and he was released. Released right out of jail. So they came together, uh, came through, and I enjoyed it. You know, you have Michael Fassbender as Magneto. He just like OPs the shit out of that. That was crazy. That was good. It reminded me a little bit of uh, Madara. Yeah. With the two, with the giant moons. I don't know. That was, that was a cool scene. Like, now that I think about it, it's, like, very, very cool. I don't know. It was nice. But, yeah, I agree. It showed them using their powers to, the, to their full extent. Really, uh, you, you felt the, the stakes were high mm-hmm. in that final, in the final sequence. Uh, I liked it, man. I don't know. People hated it, and I really enjoyed it. I thought it, it kept me intrigued the entire time. You know what I'm saying? Right. More, more good characters. I don't really have much of a complaint. I don't know if it was... The, the the script that people didn't like I don't know if it was the effects maybe some effects that were not good and, and we didn't catch them I don't know small details like that don't affect me as much but again everybody to each their own I get it but this movie I enjoyed much more than Days of Future Past but Days of Future Past has one giant flaw for both of us which is that the story was terrible I think that um, I think what didn't sit well with a lot of people would be the simplistic timeline or the simplistic plot that was going on with this movie I mean, you just have this big bad guy. You gotta go kill and him. And you gotta go stop yeah, that, him. That's, that's a cookie-cutter plot, and I understand that. And But a cookie-cutter plot is more enjoyable if it makes sense, and it's not a slap in the face to the fans. Yeah, in this case, less is more. And the preceding movie was a little bit too complicated. You want to try to be creative and try to erase everything from the past. But uh, this one, less is more. Completely so, agree. I think this one, this one did great. It gave us uh, an origin, a little bit of an origin to, to Storm. You know, so it, it was great. I liked it. I very much enjoyed it. Storm was cool too. She yeah. was a, she found the Young Storm, yeah, which is uh, more accurate to the to the comics. It is, it is. So, I like Days of Future Past. I cannot say the same for the following movie. I'm sorry. I like the Apocalypse. I cannot say the same for the following movie. That would be Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix was big. Ouch, Dookie. Big big ouch. Big pile of Dookie just sitting there. There's a lot of aspects that make this movie bad. Uh, yeah, you have cool characters, but the plot was just bad. The story was bad. Uh, once again, they botched Gene. They botched Dark Phoenix, which seems like it's it's a pattern. It's a, a, a pattern. It seems like one of the. Remember last week we were talking about, um, or maybe not last week, but a couple weeks back we were talking about characters that are really hard to write. Mm-hmm. Gene or Dark Phoenix would seem like it's one of those characters. 
that it's impossible to write because I'm sorry impossible to write correctly because they just seem to botch it um Dark Phoenix obviously is a character is a mutant who is extremely powerful one of the most powerful mutants out there or the most uh, I think I think I think in a few times there's a few moments where they make a case like yo like if we don't bring this under control the world could be at her mercy right because of how powerful she is and we cannot allow her to succumb to not just the not controlling her powers but the powers themselves are almost inherently evil right so it's almost like we don't care that we know this girl Jean is good but the powers are dark that's what they call the movie Dark Phoenix the powers are evil and and they, they're trying to steer her that way. They're trying to get her to succumb to her urges. And, you know, that's that's kind of what Dr. Xavier tries his best at, right? Making her feel as like a friend, like a family member, right. safe, so that she doesn't give in. And in this one, they, they try to do the same thing. Uh, and we saw this in the original, The Last Stand. Mm-hmm. You know, Jean Grey did die in and I And now, honestly, thinking back, <laughs> I think that was better than that was Dark better. Phoenix. That was a better yeah. origin. She actually died, and at the end of the second movie you see the outline of the Dark Phoenix right. in the water and I thought that was so crazy I'm like oh my god Dark Phoenix Dark Phoenix like well, not Dark Phoenix at the time it was just Phoenix but right. it was super cool you right. know, the flaming bird right Right. so and you know we come to think alright it's actually not that good whatever but then Dark Phoenix comes out and we're like that was better Yeah. Dark Phoenix was really bad yeah so you know they, they kind of just botched the storyline I, I was really disappointed in a lot of characters specifically Magneto you know you have this badass Magneto in first class and then by the end of the franchise, you know, in, in Dark Phoenix, he's just kind of like a shell of a person he was. Uh, it, it's very disappointing. It's very much a letdown. Great casted. Um, this is the same cast that we used in previous movies, but it was just, it was more of a letdown. This movie was really, it was really bad. And the following movie does no favors. Yeah. In New Mutants? New Mutants. Mm. I saw it recently. Um, you know, it was that one movie I hadn't seen first i was really excited about it a lot of people were excited when it was first announced but it kept getting pushed back and then the pandemic um so finally it did come out but it was just it had so many reshoots and they were criticized before the movie ever came out you know so they just did reshoots just a lot of, i think many issues behind behind the scenes and the movie just i don't know it's hard it's hard to put words on right. it you could tell they got it over with and that was it. So they just like they wanted. They to just finish. wanted to get over with. Like it was, which is a shame. It's a shame they were not. It was not bad. Sorry, it was not poorly casted. Well, there were okay. There were some good cast members, some good characters, and then there were I want to say two that you're like, yo, this movie could have been easily done without these guys. Wow. Just you know. Uh, so I guess obviously that adds to it, but I'm not sure if that had to do with the writing that changed the reshoots who knows maybe they did a better job originally i don't know uh when a movie has issues you can almost bet that the writers and the actors are kind of tired of it and they're kind of the effort maybe isn't there the passion isn't there who knows too many factors so i'm not gonna be too hard on them right. but as a movie as a whole is a it's just not not worth watching uh, i did mention uh this franchise's most beloved character i'd say it would be deadpool simply because it's the highest grossing film uh, from this franchise and yes it's considered this franchise because you do have X-Men characters in this movie Correct. or in his movies um, so you know Deadpool yeah. I'd say he's a, a favorite of modern days right I'd say the, the young generation now loves Deadpool because he's funny yeah he's stupid much. wacky the, the movies are more bloody whatever right but I think of seasoned fans I'd say Wolverine oh yeah 
and which goes into the the last but not least but the greatest not the, the highest grossing but easily the best movie the most satisfying movie i would agree definitely would be logan 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 would be the film that really to put an exclamation to the wolverine character yeah hugh jackman himself after watching the, the movie for the screening of the movie finally admitted to himself that you know he'd finally after all these years after 10 plus movies he had finally gotten this character correct finally perfect got the, the essence of who logan was or who wolverine was and and he was satisfied and i think we'd all agree i would yeah definitely i, I definitely agree um it had everything. It had action. It had emotion. It had drama. Um, it was a, it very, was a roller coaster of a movie. A, yeah, definitely. But it, but it was a top tier roller coaster. Definitely. From beginning to end. From beginning to end, exactly. Well casted again. Now we are not gonna talk about the ones we were talking about. The, the girl, his you know his mutant daughter, not his actual blood daughter, but right. um, this little girl had his DNA because that's how they they were continuing to experiment and try to perfect him. Right. Um, and so I believe she was X. X-23 was it or I don't know I think X-23 was uh, his clone oh okay okay well, I don't remember the name the number exactly but I know she was she had some of his DNA because of the experiments and and I thought the little girl did a great job and I think her name was the actress's name was Daphne I'm sorry yeah it was X-23 oh it was okay so I think her, her name was Daphne something Daphne Keen Keen there you go and I was blown away I thought she did fantastic all the other kids that in, that were in the movie you know running away from the labs and it was great. I mean, I just Logan was perfected in this movie. Right. You know, it was no longer Hugh Jackman. It was no longer Wolverine. It was Logan. Mm-hmm. He was the human who has a troubled past, who's done things he regrets, who's uh, kind of an asshole, mm-hmm. really. But it, not everybody who's necessarily comes off as an asshole is a bad person. It, it, this movie kind of portrays that. It's like, right. He wasn't a nice guy. He wasn't all that likable. But he was lovable at the end. Right. That's really that's really where this movie shined for me. The sacrifice, the great acting, the good story, right? The pace, the good pacing. Um, and then at the end of the day, it was rated R. So we got to see the blood. We got to see the brutality that comes with Wolverine that we hadn't seen in previous movies. Definitely. And this movie was just 10 out of 10. Great. I still have a fond memory. I remember uh, going into, sorry, leaving the theater with you and Hoser. Remember, all three of us. Right. And, and we were all quiet. We were just kind of there walking out. And we're all there, like, wiping our eyes, like, man, that movie was awesome. <laughs> oh, what a great movie. <laughs> I think what really sold me this movie would be the fact that uh, the significance of it, not necessarily the story itself. The story was great, but I think, in a sense, um, you know, spoiler alert, uh, Logan does die. And, you know, this goes back to what we had mentioned previously in the, in the first episode, or in the first movie uh, of X-Men in 2000. You know, we grew up in this movie. Um we just saw the origin of Wolverine. You know, we saw a young Professor X. We saw the X-Men build into this. And then when we get to Logan, all these characters are dead or gone. And then all you have is Logan and then Professor X. And Professor X is losing his mind. So in a sense... That was sad. It, it, it's very sad. And Professor X dies. So in a sense, it's, it's sad. It's a very sad movie because our perception of the X-Men dies with Logan. Correct. And it paves a new way with, with you know, X-23... And the, the future generation of mutants, and that's great and all, but our our X Men is gone. Is gone in that movie, and and that is sad. That that does you know hit home for us because, like I said, we did grow up with these guys. Yeah. So that just gives it even more of a, of a boost to, of of this movie. It elevates it even more. 
in my opinion but it was it was very well done very well executed very well casted very well acted it's all around 10 out of 10 good movie that uh, we definitely would recommend and i would say what what kind of gives us some brownie points it's one of the few franchises I wouldn't say franchises because technically the franchise is not done. Obviously, they're going to keep making movies. But of this, you know, Dr. Xavier uh, uh, played by Patrick Stewart, by Patrick Stewart, Logan played by Hugh Jackman. And knowing that their story is tied in with the X1, X2, like you said, what we grew up on, that story is done. Right. And it's one of the few in any genre, in my opinion, that are done well. Yeah. It ended and it's like we're satisfied. We don't want more. That's it. It was right. just something that we can rewatch and appreciate. And we can say, all right, we don't have to watch Wolverine. We don't have to watch Origins. But we can go ahead with X1, X2, X3, you know? And then maybe maybe uh, uh, First Class. Right. And then we hit home with Logan. Like, we could watch just those five. Right. And it would be such, it would be fantastic. Like, Great. it would be 9 out of 10, I think. Well, um, really is a fitting end. Great, great end to this, to that series. And still has the opportunity for potential. With X twenty three, right. Daphne Keen is very young still. She can continue uh, with that role if they choose to do so. I wouldn't see why she would decline it, but right. I'm hoping that one day they they have a little X twenty three comeback, like a little that. older, stronger, wiser. So <clears throat> that being said, after all these thirteen movies that we mentioned, how would you rate this movie? One to ten, what would you give the X Men franchise? Nine. A nine. Wow. Just because. I can easily forget Origins. I can easily forget like Wolverine because they're not like aside from I mean Origins was bad, but Wolverine whatever they're not terrible movies. It's just you know I don't I'm not inclined to recommend it. Mm. But it's because they've made so many good ones like X One X Two. The characters are just so so well done. Right. I think to me that's what really carries the entire franchise as we said. And so nine solid nine. I'm gonna go with an eight simply because it's um, these characters are great. These mutants are fantastic. They have great powers. But a lot of that groundwork was already done in the comics. And that's why I'm not going to give it that much of a, of a leeway. Because it's kind of hard not to great to, to get these good characters. Um, all you really have to do is, is cast them well. Which they did great. I'm happy about it. But these characters already existed. Wolverine was already a badass way before Hugh Jackman was. Took the role. Took the mantle. So, um... I would give it an 8. I, I very much enjoyed a lot of these movies. Um, the story was good. It's a, it's a it's a very important franchise as far as the superhero cinematic. I agree, 100%. A lot of these movies did hurt. And Dark Phoenix really hurt. Uh, Days of Future's Past really hurt. So I'm going to give it a 7. It's not to say that these, these movies aren't enjoyable. So I would definitely recommend it. Oh, you dropped it from 8 to a 7? But if you want to give it a 7, I understand. I'm going to go with it. Only reason I stay with the 9 is because I'm a big fan on good endings. You know, wrap it up for me with a beautiful wrapping and a nice bow. Mm. Perfect. And that's what Logan is. See, I would Very ag- rare. I would agree with that, except that this is the third time that they try to wrap it up. And it's like, okay, it's kind of hard not to come up. You failed the test twice and then passed it the third time. Yeah, you passed it, but it took you three attempts to actually do it, so... That's, I'm but not that's all that matters. <laughs> you pass it. <laughs> so I'd give it. I'd give it a name. Okay. But uh, I, I definitely recommend it. You can watch a lot of these movies on uh, Disney Plus. Disney Plus has a lot of these movies. Hulu has New Mutants. Yeah, HBO Max also has New HBO Mutants. HBO Max has New Mutants. HBO Max. 
But I definitely recommend these movies. Um, again, you can't have a superhero conversation without X-Men. But Bri, anything that you have seen recently? Well, I haven't seen it, uh. but I definitely am excited about Antlers. Okay. This new movie uh, by Guillermo del Toro, and it looks really good. Okay. I thought I thought it really caught my attention. But this a uh, story about the Skinwalker, aka the Wendigo. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but nice. I think it's like a native folk tale, folklore, whatever. You know, kind of demon looking, very creepy, scary. Uh, so it's a horror movie, but I haven't seen a good horror in a while. Uh, aside from the Nighthouse, at least uh, I don't know, a horror with like an actual evil, you know, scary demon looking thing. Right. Because Nighthouse was not that, but this movie definitely has a creature. It's a creature feature, I guess you could say. Very excited for it. Guillermo is, is very weird. He's, he's a weird director. I like it. Very central. Not afraid to just put his mind out there and hey. put it onto a screen. I appreciate that. You seen uh, Pan's Labyrinth? That's trippy. I've heard. That's I haven't so seen trippy. it, but I've heard, yeah. That's so trippy. <laughs> but, um, okay, cool. It's in theaters currently, right? Yeah, it just came out in theaters, I believe, last week. Nice. So, go out to the movies. If not, wait for it to come out on Voodoo to get it what about next week Alfredo next week we're getting into a classic a comedy classic you can say this one time at band camp <laughs> American Pie of course we're talking about American Pie hey. we haven't done a comedy in a while yeah all the spooky season all the crime we've done I think it's time for a drama Light good timing yeah. yeah so um yeah we're gonna be touching on the first four movies we're not gonna touch any of the spinoffs too many there's yeah there's way too many doesn't make any sense so we're gonna touch on the original cast members of the four American Pie, American Pie 2, American Wedding, and American Reunion I believe. Mm-hmm. Very nice lighthearted. So that's gonna do it guys, we appreciate all the support if you like this episode or have any suggestions on future episodes, you can always contact us you can reach us on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter, our username would be Film Purgatory or Film underscore Purgatory. Oh, and please guys remember to turn your notifications on all your streaming services So, you know, as soon as we drop our latest episode. Thanks again, guys. And we will see you next week.